what we do here is go back, 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 back. back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you guys out there, the doers, the creators, hustlers, entrepreneurs, CEOs, musicians, artists, you name it. People who just outside the lines, they are out, they think outside the box. All of you guys probably do everything completely different and the world has absolutely no clue probably what it is you do. Uh, we do, we get you, I get you, my guests certainly get you. Uh, we're very multi-hyphenate, if you will, in that in that regard, where we're doing a million different things, uh, and you know, I think it's also really important to express ourselves, right? Like we we can't be conformed to any one thing, and I think in this day and age that we live in, we're not just one thing. So uh, you're very celebrated, and I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Um, you know, I also I really appreciate all the ratings and the reviews. For those of you that are a little bit newer to the podcast, uh, thank you for joining. I mean, we just reached over four million downloads. It's been unbelievable and the uh the outreach is just really cool you guys say some really cool shit and i'm really really uh, appreciative of all of that uh and uh you know so we're gonna we're gonna dump jump right into it here in a little bit but um you know for any of the newer listeners just a little bit of context um you guys i don't like to just glorify or glamorize on success a lot of my uh older fans will tell you that like it's just not the way things are ever you know, it's not it's not what appears on Instagram. It's not what appears, you know, in media. Uh, there's a journey that we're all dealing with. And I feel like the more we dive into those details and the themes of what is driving us, it humanizes that 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 creative or that entrepreneurial journey. And it also connects us with you. And you see, like, we're all just humans having human experiences. Nothing nothing separates us except for maybe a different skill set or, you know, where we're at in that phase. Right. So I, I want you guys all to feel that. Uh, and for our newer listeners, if you want to follow along again, I'm Matt Gottesman, founder of this podcast. You can, um, at Matt Gottesman, if you want to follow any of my other ventures and things like that, or you just want to reach out, DM text, you guys know how I am. I've answered every one of them for like the last seven, eight years. Uh, same over at HDF magazine, uh, there, the, the conversation, if you want to join in there, it's, you know, kind of at that creative creativity and culture and entrepreneurship, that whole intersection. And then of course, at hustle sold separately on Insta. And you guys feel free to reach out. Uh, I love hearing from each and every one of you. And we have another really, really great episode. I'm excited for this one. I'm always excited when, we, when I have music on. Uh, music was my first love, uh, especially when I first started off in the industry, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, and I recently returned a little bit to the industry. So it's, it's a, an amazing thing for me. It's very nostalgic. And I've got Carl Wolf, who's a singer, songwriter, and producer with an amazing background, which I'll get into in a minute. But we're going to be talking about adversity and being the underdog. So this should probably resonate with all of you because it certainly resonates with me. And I think that when you're on this, this long game path, even as accolades come in, and I can personally tell you that as accolades and notoriety and all of this stuff, you can still feel like an underdog for quite a while or maybe underappreciated or maybe like, no, you can't do it that way. Um, now you must conform to that way. And it's like, no, 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 no. When you're, when you're really on a long-term vision, 
your mind can mess with you, uh, especially if you're willing to go the 10, 20 year narrative. And I highly encourage all of you to do that. So we're going to talk a lot about that. But real quick, Carl, as I mentioned, Carl Wolf, um, Canadian musician raised in Dubai and based in Toronto, uh, singer, songwriter, producer since 2001, part of the pop duo Sky, and then released his first solo album, Face Behind the Face, in 2006. Was nominated at the Juno Awards for Best R&B Soul Recording, and followed by a second album, Bite the Bullet, in 2007, which included Carl's international hit single, Africa, sold over 1 million units worldwide, and spent eight weeks at number two on the Billboard Canadian Hot 100. By the way, that's not easy just for any of you listening, <laughs> so I got to give, give Carl some serious credit for that. On the Billboard, um, so that was the Billboard Canadian Hot 100. Uh, Africa gained uh, quadruple platinum status in Canada, reached number one on iTunes, number one on AC Radio, number one on uh, Hot AC Radio. And as a result, Carl has also won a 2008 MTV Europe Music Award. Uh, he followed up that success by releasing chart-topping singles and gold records such as Carrera, Yala Habibi, a Mash It Up featuring Juicy J, Ghetto Love featuring Cardinal Official. Uh, all that can be found on Wolf's album, Finally Free. And then going back to his R&B roots for his album Stereotype, he worked with mega star producers, a little name out there you guys might all know, Timberland, uh, <laughs> on his song Magic Hotel. Dope track, by the way. Uh, amongst some other prominent artists such as Fat Man Scoop, as well as Canada's own Classified. And in 2015, Carl co-wrote uh, OMI's Hula Hoop. This was followed by the singing of worldwide publishing deal with BMG Publishing through Zach Katz. And in 2016, uh, it was another successful year and uh, he had the release of the export volume one which included the hit single amateur at love featuring cardinal official and the single landed in the top 10 on iheart radio charts and was also certified gold so you guys get get an idea this is 2016 i said he started in 2001 so i just want anybody listening to understand this the depth of this uh run and uh in addition carl recently teamed up with three-time grammy award winner nelly and renowned producer worldwide hit single thunder by imagine dragons uh, Jason DeZuzio and to create way low, which was part of the recently released EP backlight, the export volume two. And then since then, Carl has won several awards. One of them being the SOCAN SOCAN award of best pop song for below's, uh, debut smash hit, not a love song. And recently Carl created a stay home challenge on TikTok that went viral around the world. I'm slipping there. Uh, his video has been the number one most <laughs> view on TikTok's uh, stay home challenge for over six weeks. Uh, that's interesting because I actually seen that everywhere. And then Carl's <laughs> label, Lone Wolf Music, owns the masters and rights of the project in the world, including Canada and the United States, planning a promotional campaign in association with Factor. By the way, I loved when I uh, was uh, learning about that, um, owning the masters and your rights. Beautiful. Great, great place to be. Carl, thank you for being on the on the podcast, man. I really appreciate you. Hey, thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. What an intro. My God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like you it just know, reminded me how much I've done. <laughs> right. And and I always I always like to tell the audiences and I always like to tell the guests, but it's like when you're and you know this when you're constantly on the go and you're constantly doing things um celebrations take about five seconds and then you're on to the next thing you don't really so you don't you have to kind of look back and but we don't ever have that time so somebody else has to do it for you <laughs> and we have to celebrate it so that's what we're going to do man appreciate that yeah so the first as i mentioned the first question is always the same how did we get here i know i read the background of 2001 to today Right. 19 years. But you can even start before then, like how you got into music if you want. Um, Absolutely. I, I think that would be great for the audience to know. And then just there's a lot of little things along the way. I only gave the highlights and we know that that's not always the case. So you can feel free to share, you know, a little bit more of the backdrop. And then from there, we're going to talk for sure about my favorite topics of adversity and, and being an underdog. Absolutely. Let's do it. Um, so <clears throat> born and raised in the Middle East. 
Um, my, my parents uh, left when I was three years old. They left uh, Lebanon. I was born in Beirut, Lebanon, and we left under bombs. And, you know, it was it was civil war during that time. It was really bad. Um, we fled to Dubai. My, my dad got a job. His brother hooked him up something. And we stayed there till I was until I graduated high school, um, then came to Canada, went to Montreal, studied at, studied film at university. And then when I was in Montreal, that's the thing. My mom was a piano teacher. My dad would play the drums, would play, uh, you know, he had like instruments in the house. So part of the way we would get together is play like a band. We'd play Beatles songs, you know, that's kind of how the family just united, you know, after dinner or before dinner or whatever. So that was my first um, brush with music. Um, when I came to Canada, a friend of mine asked me, you know, he's like, hey, man, you've got a pretty decent voice. Do you want to, you know, do you want to audition for this or that? I said, no, why not? You know, someone's looking for something. No problem. I was I was just studying. I didn't even care for that. But I went in. I got it right away. They were like, oh, my God, your voice is crazy, whatever. I'm like, cool. But we can't pay you. So the way we can repay you or re remunerate you is we can give you the graveyard shift at the studio. So you can get it from midnight to 5 a.m. So every night, every day. I just stay, no one would teach me all the equipment. And remember, we're not talking about today's times. We're talking about when you, when you had to use tape, when you had to use other means of recording, you had to, right. you know, there was DOS <laughs> programs. It wasn't like Logic or whatever we're using today. So it was a lot, lot more tougher to know. And you had to, you know, it was discs as well, like in terms of New Jack Swing stuff. I mean, all kinds of loops on, on, on records. So I would learn all that equipment just every, every night, every night. I start, I made my own demo. When I made my own demo, even separate from the from the group that they wanted me to do, I would shop those demos. And from there, I got the I caught the interest of some labels. But the labels never wanted to sign me. They liked my songs, but they were like, "You're not a star. We don't we don't we don't we don't care about you. We want can we have your songs for our artists?" <laughs> so I mean, obviously that hurt at the time. But to me, I was like, "Whatever. I can build. You know, can I charge? You know, hey, so that's a thousand bucks. There you go. I want a thousand dollars for my song." I started building it that way, you know, and I built literally, it was almost like it was a lot of, it was more money than recognition. So it came, there came a point where I was like, okay, this is enough. Um, after two big albums, I sold like 500,000, almost a million copies actually of, of star Academy, which was, um, equivalent to American idol, mm -hmm. but in, in Quebec at the time as a producer songwriter. And then at that point I said, okay, I have to focus on my own career if I'm going to become you know, someone who expresses, who, 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 you know, who is taking the lead on expressing my own music and my own lyrics, as opposed to having someone interpret it and, and sing it. Um, at that point, I created my first album, which was Face Behind the Face. Um, that one was nominated for Juno and went gold. And, you know, I signed to Universal Music Dubai and some other places, as well as EMI in Canada. And uh, the rest is history. I mean, you know. <laughs> i mean that's uh you know but it so the transition from them uh well there's a couple of different things that you mentioned in there i thought it was yeah. interesting about you know money more than recognition um yeah uh, which you know a lot of times people are they're chasing all this fame and i'm like yeah but like sometimes it's very costly to keep that right. <laughs> and it also Correct. has a whole other level of like you know uh drama and personal things that come with that versus like hey if you got the money you can actually learn to reinvest it and do a lot of different things absolutely um the transition from when they said no this guy isn't a star right. to uh then saying like no i actually i am a star like how do you <laughs> how do you uh, without you know in a in a uh, humble confidence 
How did right. you maintain that mindset of like, cool, like I'm here to do music, y'all will see. Like, how did you make that transition right. and then start to kind of, you know, one after the other, start showing them a track record? Yeah, it was it was really tough, Matt. I mean, there was there was moments where I'd break down and like I don't even want to say cry, but like like really break down in my room alone. I mean, remember, I, I at the time, you know, my parents. I, I was I've been away from my family since I was 16 years old. Mm. So I came to Canada without my family, and I was here with my brother, and we were just studying. So I was alone, you know, young, and I was fighting. And people would tell me, you know, you know, you don't have what it takes. It's hard to hear that, especially when you're when you're. All you think of is is music and that's what you love and that's your passion. And and you know, at least peers of yours or friends of yours would say, Hey man, you got something. You know, people you, you get you get little glimpses of hope from, from people around you. I guess that's the way that you know you're kinda decent is when people start to notice. But the industry, when the industry says, you know, even there was managers, man, I'll tell you, a manager of the group Sky at the time. I you know, I hate naming names like that, but you know, he wasn't a believer. So one of the sky is a duo and the other guy in the group was a believer. He, he knew he's like, Carl, man, you got it. You know, he saw the vision, but the manager didn't, you know, it's like, nah, man, like he's, you know, I, I always felt to be honest, it was somewhat, I don't want to say, gosh, I don't want to say racism vibe, but it's almost on some systemic racism thing going on. Like it's not, you know, cause I'm, I don't know. I, I, that's what I've, felt later on in life. I never knew that was the case at the time because I didn't know what that was. But now now that I know a lot more about the world and what, what's going on, it almost felt like that. Or maybe economic. I, I don't know. But it, it, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel good. And But I, I, I faced that throughout my career very often. And um, But but I had to persevere, man. I, I knew, you know, sometimes you just got to go with your vision, you know, because and I didn't know that it was going to work. I mean, I, you 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 don't go into it knowing you're going to fail, but you don't know for sure that 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 people are. You know, is God going to give me the light? Is is He going to open the path for me? You know, I'm I'm doing what I do, and and I'm telling you, man. Even like the, my big break, which was Africa, which went number one, that was against all odds. I mean, against all odds. I had a I had a um, a partner in my company that finally came in with loan, you know, I opened Lone Wolf Entertainment. This is a little later on in, in life, just a little later on. Um, when I started having some top 40, you know, hits and, you know, I had some, some, some decent glimpses of hope there. My partner who invested 50% in my company didn't want to give me any more money for Africa. So we blew a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand dollars on the previous singles. But I had this song that this remake of Toto's Africa and I, and I, I was killing it in the studio. I'm like, man, I made 60 versions of it. I was psyched. I was obsessed. I was like, man, I, I went into I went into um, to clubs like earlier before they opened with fr DJ friends and played it just to test the speakers, test the subs, just to make sure it's slamming the way I wanted to slam and slap the way I wanted to slap. And 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 so I had to get the rights. I bought the rights to that. It took me two years to buy the rights by myself. Mm. Um, I had 25% of that song. Toto had 75% of that song. I shot the video. I had to borrow forty-five thousand. He said, "That's the thing. My partner in the company wouldn't give me the fifty thousand I needed to shoot the video because we had a deal for two hundred thousand to buy into my company, fifty percent. So that was my deal that I that I put together. And he gave me hundred fifty, and he stopped right there. So we blew the hundred fifty, and he wouldn't give me the next fifty. And I'm like, listen, 
this is we pro- this is what you promised. It's going to take it takes two hundred thousand dollars to break. We have to do this. He just stopped. He's like, no, I can't. I can't lend you any more money. It's done. You and you owe me one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So I was out of my ass, to be honest. Borrowed the money from friends, family, you know, credit lines here and there, ten thousand, whatever, whatever. Shot the video. Had the video for Africa, the one we know now. Had the song. Everything's ready. Set up meetings with record companies by myself. Sat in the in these meetings with four different major labels. We all know them, the big major ones. They all passed. Mm. No, it's not going to work. Who's listening to 80s remakes? No one. Who's doing dance hall music? No one at the time. Uh, why, you don't even have Sean Paul on the record. You've got some random guy <laughs> on the record. It's not going to work. Everyone, And I'm like, uh... are you guys listening with your freaking ears or are you listening with your asses? No one knew it was going to work. The same version that became number one in 20 different countries around the world, they said no, will never work. It blew my mind. I couldn't believe it because everybody loved it. Like I would play it in the clubs. People would vibe with it. Everybody was going crazy on it. It didn't make sense. So I put it out myself. I took another 5,000 bucks and I, I, I put it out on radio by myself. Still, it didn't work. It took a year. Finally, one station, um, a friend of mine called Mark Bergman at Virgin Radio Montreal, put it on Smash or Trash, like one of those shows, you know, like Hit or Miss or whatever. It won the first night against Britney Spears or something, the second night against NSYNC, the third night against Backstreet Boys. It won eight nights in a row. At that point, they officially added it as a, a, on rotation. And from that point on, every single radio station across the country called me personally and said, how come you give it to them, you don't give it to us? <laughs> I'm like, you want the record? I got you. I sent them an email. I didn't even give them shit, man. I just sent the record Absolutely. MP3 email right away. Three months later, so we were number 32. Check this out. So we were number 32 on the Billboard charts without a label at that point. And this is unheard of at the time because people weren't doing it that way. It wasn't, there was no Spotify. There was no, you can do it yourself. Right. There was no that sort of thing. You understand? You, it was a time where labels run the, the whole industry. So Dean Cameron, God rest his soul, he's, he's passed away now. He was the, um, I think, he, president. Yeah, president of EMI Canada. He had called me three months later. And he's like, Carl, we feel so stupid. We, we, we want to make this happen. Uh, I can't believe we didn't sign this. We're, it was just, I don't know what we were thinking. Do you want a record deal now? I said, dude, send me the contract ASAP. I'll get my lawyer to check on it in two days. We sent it back. A week later, Matt, I was number one. We were selling 15,000 singles a week. It was, it was just, it blew up completely. And I, it, Carl Wolf became Carl Wolf. Oh. That's it. That's, that's, that's the story. Ever since then, I've had gold platinum records still this day. Ah, uh, you know, there's so much gold in everything you just said. Uh, and it, and by the way, cool that he owned the mistake and came back and said, "Hey, we're so dumb. We're so sorry about that." You know, I mean, because that, that's rare <laughs> for any, very rare. quote yeah. unquote for an executive to, you know. And the other thing that I thought was was cool was that like you could see it clearly what they couldn't because you were so close to the music and the fans and like right. their listening styles. And that's sometimes whether music or any other industry, the issue sometimes from a corporate quote unquote perspective is that they're so tied to like, we need to keep making money and we need to keep doing this formula. And you're like, you need right. to keep evolving. You need to stay close to the fans or the customers, the people you do it for. And Absolutely. artists like finger on the pulse kind of thing. Yeah. So it, it always fascinated me like when people don't do that, especially managers or corporate people in the industry music industry. It's like the artists are staying close to the fans. Like you got like I would look into what they're telling you and start observing 
how they're and I get it. We live now in a more social media world. I'm, I'm right. you know, I'm I'm 41, but I mean, I've been doing social acts since like MySpace. So it's like, right. you know, right. what I mean, so but I get it. Like, um, it's 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 just interesting to see how they couldn't understand, but you were so close. And the other thing I liked is that, you know. You took two years to buy the rights. I was taking some notes. I thought it was pretty cool. You took two years to buy the rights, oh. tested it out at clubs with the subwoofers and like getting yeah. reaction from people. Um, you know, it, you treated really like a startup. You borrowed extra money from friends and family right. wherever you couldn't get some right. some loans. You treated right. like you knew that Africa was your startup. That you're like, no, it. it I this is an MVP, a minimal viable product. You know, I or a song, minimal viable song, right? Like just let's just change it. I tested it out with everywhere. I, I know, like I know what it's gonna be. So, you know, just trust me on this. But I, I get it, like that's an issue right there in the industry. It's like trust. We we can't go off of trust. Right. It's like we can't go I off of instinct. <laughs> here's the thing. I couldn't even believe that they wouldn't. They would. They couldn't hear it. That's you. You see how how sure I was, Matt. It's like. I knew, I couldn't I mean the beat was slamming the, the the harmonies were there it's a it's a remake in the chorus I mean I'm doing the original verses and stuff and I reproduced the record but how cool is it to have a dance hall mix of Africa bro like c- come on I mean I couldn't right. even fathom how they wouldn't see it I was bl- I was I was blown away I was really blown I couldn't believe it you see that's how sure I was now here's the thing here's maybe some insight on on something if I think when you're, you know, when you strongly believe in something, when you're, when you're really determined, you got to prove it to people. People yeah. don't, people want to hate right away. That's the thing. Unless, yeah. unless, unless you're a beautiful girl or like a great looking guy or like you've got some other assets that, that I didn't have. You understand? Like, unless it's obvious physically, you know, but, but if it's, if it's more spiritual, like what I call spiritual musical, cause musical is, yes. music's intangible. It's not, you can't touch it. So it's, it's all depends on, put it this way. You could put a song out there, any song. No, someone might not like it. Most of the people might not like it. The second that Drake tweets it out, everyone's going to like it. Why? Why? Well, how did that change your perception? It's the same song. Why now all of a sudden do you love the song? When you, nobody cared for it, it because Drake put it out because he can trend. He, he's a trendsetter. What does that mean for our psychology? All these things play a factor now in, in how we put out music and how we understand this psychology of music. Literally, a song that you might hate could become huge and, and you might like it later. What is that? I, <laughs> That's weird. Oh, man, you're, you're speaking to my heart, dude. <laughs> speaking, because it's right? it, because it's true. I, I, I've never understood like. My whole, my whole thing is build icons, not trends. Like it's a, right. it's, I'm even, I'm even like labeling on that and trademarking it. Like I love, like, like do something from an energy, do something from a, a very core spiritual place. But right. it's interesting how so many people will like, yeah, if Drake likes it, it's like, so now you like it. Like, w- like what's your own style and taste? Like you can, it's okay right. to just like it if you really resonate with it. It, in you know, it, it's, right. a, it's an energy. So I never really understood you know, that, that behavior from, you know, well, like even from execs, like, so if uh, so-and-so likes it, we're, we're cool. And it's like, right nah, like if the fans like, it and I'm connecting with them, like, then it's cool. How many times, you know, how many, you know what, but, but Matt, that's a reality I've realized of our, of our psyche, of, yes. our, of our, the yes. human behavior. Absolutely. This is a human behavior thing. It's like, oh, I've got a girlfriend, you know, she takes me for granted. The, this other girl who's, who's blonde, whatever, or whoever girl likes me too. And then my girl will start liking me more. What, what is that? What you just like me? Now you're really into me. You find me better look. Like I actually got better looking because two other girls in the club thought I was hot. 
Like, what is that? That and that is that human thing that we we're followers, bro. We're we're like people want to just follow something. They, they want to even if they don't think that it's hot. When some other people think it's hot, they, it becomes hot to them. That's why people have. If you own a club, you put you know there's a lineup outside. Fake people. They're just lining up. They don't. They know it's empty inside. But people will come and line up and think the club is hot because there's people outside. We're so funny that way. People follow perceptions, and it's really unfortunate. I not all. I, I don't. I want to generalize, right. but I but I agree. With a majority do, and I'm glad that there's a a, a global shift, especially during a time like now, right. uh, because it's you know it's it's forcing people to like what what do you get it like what really matters like the shit that you think is secure the the materialism by the way that's being ripped from you right now so uh, hopefully you you see that that shit you know isn't as secure as you think it is start dealing exactly. with it. start de- but I, I think a lot of people it, they're just filling holes so it's sort of like right. i'll do this because this feels a certain way or i'll you know or i'll go here because that'll make that'll numb this or i'll follow this trend because it'll make me feel something instantaneously you know Correct. and yeah to your point it's like sometimes um people aren't um they're 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 using an external world like like you were mentioned like in a relationship it's like if you if a girl looks at a guy and then starts to look at him differently once all these other women like like him it's like yeah but like you know that's not how shit works like if you know yourself if you've got your self-awareness on point and you already know who you are and why you are about this partner and you guys are treating each other with a an evolutionary girl i would say scotty pippen and michael jordan like that's how partners play even in relationships but if they don't you gotta go <laughs> so. Exactly. No, and and you know what? Like you said, there, you, we can't generalize. You're right. There's you know, there's every, a lot though. Everyone's different. <laughs> but I, I'm talking about. I think that just the psychology of even. You're absolutely right. You know, business executives yeah. when dealing with in you know the music industry or any industry for that matter. You know, you you, you know you say this other company's interested in me. You know, they're gonna go for it. You know, they're gonna give yeah. you the deal because they're competitive, right? So, but that makes you more attractive that's something that i have to play that i had to play with do you understand that's kind of the that i learned quickly and i realized that i have to play with this 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 kind of psyche with the with with with, with executives and the business and the industry it's all this it's mostly this of course you have to have your craft done you have to have you know so i'm kind of given a little bit of insight of, of what moves i had to make in order to succeed it's not Man, I'm not a genius here. I'm not like someone who's really super, super like special. But I think I figured out certain things. You know, I've seen cracks in the wall and I've realized what I had to do to get through those cracks. You get it? Absolutely. Well, you know, it's an alignment, man. Like that's what it's it's not rocket science. And it seems like right. we, like, you know, the common sense isn't so common. Right. Like we think that everybody else, like, how could you not see it? I was under, I never understood that. Like, how can you not see it? I remember. Um, so my start and really at the end at the same time was yeah. I went to work for Virgin Records in, in L.A. when oh, I was nice. uh, 20. Um, I just started as an intern and I remember talking about, so that's when Napster was out. And so I'm like, right. guys, guys, like, I just came back from Spain. I'm like, watch this. I sent my friend of an MP3. Like, you know, digital music is going to be hot, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> they like, and they were, yeah, tell me about it, man. And anyways, they, I was 20 and I was naive. Yeah, so. and, and a lot of the uh, industry executives were like, no, 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 no. Not necessarily Virgin, just in general. Like, a lot of people were right. like, no, no, no. Like, we're, we're fighting Napster. You know, we're going to take them down. I'm like, I don't. I don't think you understand. Like, I, I and at the time, I had um, seven terabytes. Believe it or not, back then, seven yeah. terabytes between yeah. LimeWire and Napster. Yeah, seven terabytes yeah. of. I was just I was downloading everything off of peer to peer networks, yeah. like everything you could imagine. And I'm like, guys, like, I don't 
I don't think you like know what's going on here. Like this is this is pretty serious. Like this is gonna be like the next thing. And they're like, sure, yeah. kid, sure, kid. And they, did. but yeah. my thing was like, how could you not see it? Like That's so. And, and I even I even Carl I even went as far as like, all right. I looked at your hard costs and your soft costs that go into like a track, and I was like, right. now. I the way you've got like everything like up front and then how you pay the artist and then all your your hard costs and like you know all the overhead and everything else I weigh them out between uh, how you do it with CDs and then how you could do it with digital and where you would save um, and so you would end up actually being able to pay more points to the artist up front which would then right. make you a better industry player and on top of that make more money on the back end I was like wouldn't that yeah. make like doesn't I was like I don't know isn't that kind of business sense right right yeah, and, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. like to you like to you you're like yeah I get it like that I'm not the smartest man in the world but like that seems like it makes sense it was right. like glazed eyes like how do we can't change a business model and I was like I, I think I'm in the wrong industry like I don't know what to do I just went so I just went tech and I was like this is you weird know. you know dude I, I remember being with um the president of Universal Music on a plane okay he was uh he was with me I mean I don't you know at the time now he's president of something else but he was a good friend of mine he signed me to the label to you know we're talking universal music you music canada yep universal music canada. and that was when napster was and it's like like it's going full throttle you know yeah everyone was freaking out like <laughs> all the label heads what are we gonna do right that's a big question we don't know they didn't know they didn't know that streaming could be it. They were thinking of finding ways, you know, to maybe, you know, do this membership thing or whatever. Right, or per right. stream. But, they, they, you know, people were stealing, right? I mean, not stealing, but I, I hate to call that word. But they were sharing, you know, music through, you know, magic, right? Through the air. So how can you tell someone now you have to pay for something when I can get it for free? What what sense does that make, right? <laughs> so we're all trying to figure it out. I'm telling you, I was sitting down with him. On the, I remember on the airplane, we were going to a concert and he was... It's like, Carl, we're, we're, we don't know what to do at this point, you know? And then they figured out, look, the streaming thing, it's helped us. It's it's such a great idea. We get paid from the every every week, man. I get, like, you know, TuneCore and all these things. Yeah. I mean, we own all our, you know, I own everything now, right? All the Africa stuff. You know, it's been seven years after the, the deal and whatever. So I got out of everything. I own everything. I've got about a, maybe almost 200 songs out there. So mm. we make money. We can make a serious living, actually, off every month from selling our own songs and iTunes or streams. I love streams. Streams are perfect because you don't have to pay for it. You don't care. You're, you're, you're a customer or whatever, a, a listener, and you're just listening. You're not buying, right? Back in the day, you'd have to buy. You don't have to buy. You could buy if you want, but it, you could hear the song. You know what I'm saying? You could hear it in its entirety, and they found ways to do it, and, and, and that's great, man. It's just such a good we've, – we've been seeing some good dividends from that. I love the time that we're living in. Um, I my first startup was in my early twenties. Was a music internet startup uh, right before MySpace launched, and it was basically to bridge artists from around the world so they they can um they can potentially collaborate with each other and do songs and stuff like that, but also have their own like pages and like just own their their own music. So for 15, 20 years, I've wanted to see artists like <laughs> kind of screw the industry basically yeah. and just say hey like not 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 screw them, but just be like I want to do a different business model. Course. So my question to you is like, how much fun, more fun is it ne like now, like compared to the 2000s? Um, because now with social, middlemen are more of like, hey, I need you to handle the admin and maybe some distribution, you know, right. or public. Well, not really even publishing, but like it's sort of like, yeah. 
I've got this relationship right with my fans. I can test right. songs. Out. I can even just be like, hey, guys, check out this beat I'm working on. And, and, right. like, and there you go. Like, there's your minimal viable product. You're like, oh, man, Carl, like, I love that beat you're working on. Like, oh, you like that? I wasn't really thinking about using it, but maybe I will now. Like, you've got direct feedback. It, it is. So it's, so it's a positive, and I won't say a negative, but there's a positive and a less positive. Because I, what I see, with my career at least, because that's all I know, um, when I'm putting out a song still till this day, so I can, you're right, I can put out anything I want anytime I want, right? I can put it on Spotify. Here's the thing, with streams like, like, like uh, streaming sites like Spotify, you still have to get editorial playlists, right? So, so you still got to get on those playlists. In order to get on those playlists, you got to submit something two to three weeks in advance or else you're not going to be eligible for those playlists. OK, so you have to have those connections. You have to know who the A&R guy at Spotify is. You got to still, you know, we connect with these people. But ultimately, because you're putting out a song just for the fans. OK, fine. I've got 500,000 followers on my Facebook. I've got 200,000 on Instagram. I've got God knows what. So maybe an accumulation of a million people. Not all of them are paying attention. That's number one. Uh, you know, and, and they're your fans. So you've got a base, right? You're still going to get a base of people listening to you, 100%. That's really good. But what we want to get is on those playlists with 700,000 people that don't know you, you know, a million people that don't know you because you want to keep growing, right? In right. order to keep growing, can't stay stagnant, right? People might get bored too. People are changing. People are getting older. It's, it's an interesting concept. So uh, the way we see it as Lone Wolf Entertainment, my company, we still treat it like how we used to treat it back in the day. We still do, you know, okay, we're going with this single. That's going to take three weeks. We're going to shoot a video. We're going to go to radio as well because you need to have that radio component as well. That's not dead, by the way. Radio is not dead by any means. Um, and then we're going to go to, you know, YouTube. But there are, it depends on your genre. You could be hip-hop artist and, and just blow up on TikTok, you know. So you got to know your genre, I think. Uh, we know ours, you know. And that's how it works with me. Yeah. You know, I, I'm glad, by the way, you bring that, um, you know, all those other little logistics up because like, I know a lot of uh, new, you know, young pups getting in the game. Um, yes, there's a lot more control you have over your interaction with fans, but you still have to run your, your, your music like a business. You still have to Correct. know like, hey, what are the lists I want to get onto? What are, you know, um, what are the different services? How do I get my tune core set up? You know right. what I mean? Like you, there's this. There's... Do you know how many artists, man, I see like on Instagram, hip hop artists, R&B artists or whatever, putting out song after song after song. And, and, you know, it's like hoping to see what sticks. You know, I don't know if that's the move. I mean, it could be, you know, you keep going and your fans are following. You know, there, there is a move for that. Look, it's opened the door for artists that weren't artists before or we're closet artists or we're, we're, we're basement artists or whatever you want to call them. So it's definitely opened that door and anyone can actually become huge as long as you're super uh, exceptional is the word, right? So if you're exceptional, people will find you online, right? Um, but but man, I've, I see so many artists just put song after song after song and they've, okay, they've got their 20,000 Spotify followers and whatever, but it's not creating a movement, right? And, right. and you got to focus on the movement. The movement comes from 360, it comes from everything. It comes from your video you got to shoot. It comes from your radio that you have radio presence. It comes from your online, internet, social media. Everything has to be on par, man. It has to be going full speed ahead, full throttle. Or else you're not going to move everyone at the same time. It's got to be like a wave, like a tsunami. Oh, man, I love hearing this, too. I was just talking to my, my videographer yesterday about this, um, you know, and one of them and one of our friends who – um, finally launched uh, his platform and it's you know and, and he's out there and he's he's going I was like cool I'm like 
you know, um, be prepared to go about 10, 15. <laughs> he's like months, years, <laughs> you know, not really, but I mean, like, you know, but he gets it. But, uh, but I was like, there's so much into all the, like the channels and the content and the distribution and the feedback and the commenting. And then, you know, and then also yes. trademarking, making sure you're covered, making sure nobody steals it. Owning all your other assets, even assets you're not even using right now. Owning all your social, like yeah, yeah. your merchandise. Honestly, it's a, sometimes this, the, the whole digital side, Matt, is, is a full-time job for me. Oh, my God. I, I make less music now. It's more about all the other stuff. I can't believe that I'm doing that. And I, I, look, put it this way. I've got an album due in June So because the album is coming out in September. It's called Night of the Wolf, by the way. It's coming out in September. It's due in June. What are we today? Mid-May? I haven't done barely anything on it, like I, because I've been dealing with all these interviews and 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 tour things and 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 making sure the singles right. We shot the video, you know. I mean, because obviously the spearhead is priority as well, right? Here's another thing: you need a team, okay? Yes, a lot of artists, a lot of people in this industry. I don't know if we're just talking about this industry specifically, but I I find a lot of small businesses think like like a person thinks they can do it themselves, don't realize. And this is something I've seen a lot of artists fail in because they don't want to share that 15%, 20% to their management or whatever. You, you have to. You, you can't do it on your own. That's why Carl Wolf is successful is because I have a team. I've always had the team. Matt, I've had the same team for 15 years. No joke. Mm, mm. Same guys. They, 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 it's like Drake. You think Drake doesn't have the same? 100%. He's, he's living his life now that he's killing it. They're all laughing. They're having a blast, man. You're having your boys around you. You know, it, all the people that worked hard with you. I'm, I'm not sure if everyone's there with him, but I, <laughs> I, I have that feeling. He's got his team with him, you know, and, and team is super important. It, they, they're there through thick and thin. They're like, they're connected to it. They're part of the owners of your of your project. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to give. Some people are selfish, man. I see that. They're like, no, man, he's charging 15, 20%. I don't want to give that. I'm like, okay, no problem. Keep failing. Yeah. I'm going to be here winning, okay? I'll, I'll have I'll have you know a less percentage of a bigger pie, so no problem. Yeah, you know I, I think that's the part where people don't. Um, there's two reasons: either they don't want to share the music, or they can't let go of control. Um, and, right. and 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 believe me, I get it. I get the I'm whole, a control the, the control part. I, I, you know, I'm controlling when, everything. I don't know. There's no. Right, there's nothing right? I'm not controlling. Right when there's you know? yeah. Well, when when you're especially when you're creative and you're an artist. Control yeah. is a hard thing to let go because everything's about yeah. quality and details matter and all those things. But you're absolutely right. Um, you need a team that also plays that same way that you can say that, hey, these are the lanes you run very well in. Just please run right. them for me because I can't. Like I'm tired. Right. I'm physically tired. Right. The game the game is tiring. Right. <laughs> this, is, all this, all this shit is tiring after a while. But You know what? Yeah, go ahead. Ask, I'll just say one more thing. Please, I don't mean to. No, no, no. no. Here's, is, yeah. here's the one. You just brought something very interesting up. Energy equals success. Yes. Guaranteed. When you say he started at 2001 and we, and it's 2020, by the way, and I've got a single, the drop it, the video, by the way, that we're releasing now in the next week is probably my biggest video ever. It's like epic. And it's, I can't wait to share it with the world. Like this energy is what creates this longevity. Yes. So take care of your health, take yeah. care of your body, take care of your mind, always be energetic. That energy is what's going to get you the longevity and the career that you're looking for. If I, you're going to slowly soften up, that's the difference between the guys that continue. Will Smith, how old is he? 50, 52, 53, 55? I don't even know. He's in his 50s. And dude looks Isn't like he? he, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he's uh, I think 51. Yeah, something like that. 
51. I'm, yeah. The guy's going, man. He's still, he's, yeah. he did the Aladdin movie. He did the, you know, he's he done the, the bad boys thing again. The guy doesn't stop. He's got the energy. You're only a has-been or an old, like a, you know, whatever they freaking want to call you, you know, only if you give up. You're the one who decides this, not them. You're absolutely, you know, it's interesting. I, uh, I never was into like biohacking until I got really tired. <laughs> so I started uh, like, so I started being like, okay, I'm going to do a morning meditation. Uh, I started right. working with nutritionists um, and understanding what food I put in my body because to sustain the creativity and the brain power and evolve it past, because you also like have to break glass ceilings. Like, I don't want to just get to where I've gotten to. I want to go far beyond my boundaries. I don't want boundaries. Yeah. So it's like, you, you know, the biohacking starts coming to places like, all right, you're a nutritionist. You, uh, you know, you're a uh, hit cardio. You're <laughs> like, you're a meditation. Yeah. You're, you're energy healer. I'm like, I need all of you on my wow. regimen to understand exactly like how do I tap into source, you know, into myself and, you know, uh, increase energy, increase, uh, you know, the body. And you're right. Energy is the sustainability factor and health people automatic. Cause usually when you're chasing success and it's an age thing right. too, a lot of times when you're younger, you can go as you can, you could get in the ring and just start swinging. When you get older, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're kind of like, I want to sustain. I better, I better start figuring out how right. to sustain the energy. Exactly. Exactly. And that's also that's also your mind. OK, yes. so that's also you being excited about what you do. Do not settle for something that you're not excited about. If you're not waking up in the morning saying, fuck, yeah, I want to do this. Like, I'll tell you something, Matt. I, I don't like to sleep. And the only reason I don't like to sleep is because I'm so fucking excited to get started on this shit, man. Like uh, real talk. You know, I'm getting now you're getting the real Carl, like real shit. I just, I'm so pumped to do what I do. My girlfriend, man, I feel so bad. For, she always, I don't, she's not here with me. She, we were quarantining distance. Like she's in Montreal. I'm in Toronto. She's like, Carl, you got to sleep. It's healthy. I'm like, I, I, you think I don't want to? I, I can't <laughs> wait. I, 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 I want to feel rested too. And I, but I'm too excited. So I think that's also a good thing, you know, you know, cause it's, there's bad stress and then there's exciting excitement, you know, and keep that those endorphins going you know that's that's part of the spark too obviously a balance is very important you have to sleep you know i do get my sleep but I'm, I'm, my point is it's just exciting my, i love my job and when you love your job and you're excited and pumped to keep going that's that's the success that's the difference between the guy that's not and and the guy that's winning that, those it's it's true it's a feeling and i i try to explain that to people who uh, first of all I find that it's um, I'm a, I was afraid to go to sleep at times because the brain just keeps going and I get so in right. a groove. I, I did become eventually a morning person more so for biohacking purposes about like I learned Smart. about what happens when you wake up and the um, the productivity and creativity you can come up with right off of sleep does something. But um, but I feel you because like nighttime, I'm just rolling. I'm like, oh, and we could do this. And I could do that. And I look at like it's 11. It's 12. I'm like, oh, shit. So I the I did hear that what. Um, if you get seven to eight hours, which is tough for a creative person, right. but if you get right. seven to eight hours, neurologically, what it actually does for the brain and how it actually can fire it up even more. Again, like it wasn't until I started, let me find the science to, f to find the energy because, right. because obviously if I keep going this pace, I also want to kill myself because a dead mat won't help. <laughs> you know right, exactly. So, exactly. But it's hard. You're right. It's it's hard to, to balance. But I mean, balance. you know, but you you make a very valid point that 
you know, to be excited about what you're doing makes it hard to, you know, go to sleep, but it's even more exciting to be able to that wake is up key. every morning. And the reason I'm saying that is because I've got friends around me, including ver people very close to me th that write me or call me sometimes and say, how, how are you doing this? How do you keep going? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sick of, you know, and, and they're not happy totally in their job. It's that, that's the answer. Yeah. You're just not, I, I always tell people, are what would you do if money wasn't, you know, an issue. If taxes and paying your, your mortgage or you're paying your rent wasn't an issue, what would you be doing? You know, I don't want to sound like Gary V, but it's what true. Would you be doing? What, do whatever the fuck makes you happy because your health is the most important. When you're happy, you don't age a day in your life. You're happy. You're just, I mean, why do people want to get rich to become happy? Fair. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Get happy. Aren't you rich? Yep. I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you realize happy is a feeling. And they go, yeah. And I'm like, you realize feelings are free? And they go, yeah, that's oh. It. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're just trying to plug holes. I was like, you're looking for happiness. Why are you looking for happiness? You're looking for freedom. Both of those are things you can have right now. And concurrently, will bring you the rich, the, the money if that's what you're looking but, for. But, but, but if that's what you're looking for, that's what rich being rich is, is comfortability, right? Obviously. Right. And, and a sense of, you know, comfort, you know, non-stress right you don't want to stress and you want to be i.e happy right if, but if you if you feel non-stress and you're happy th that means automatically you're rich not rich in money but rich you've achieved the ultimate goal you know and that's kind of what you gotta i i think that's what i chase i'll be honest with you you know i chase that i chase the happiness the peace the freedom freedom like to create is freeing uh, yes. To me, like I, I find I find such freedom in it. And, you know, I will tell you uh, that I checked myself probably about uh, within the last year where I love what I do. But I, I was also taking it to a point where sometimes I was almost too serious Fr from the shift that started about seven, eight years ago. And I was like, hey, I was like, I had to actually go inside. I'm like, brother, I love you. Can I ask, like, can you just have a little bit more fun? <laughs> like, I, like yeah. I know that you love doing this and it's fun to do. But I mean, like. Right. Like, can I, can I, ha can you, can you have fun just in general? Like, <laughs> can you like, right, you know, yeah. feel, feel fun? Like, you know, because it, 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 sometimes we get so consumed by our art or our creativity or the, the, right. the, the purpose. We can't right. stop from having that inner like happiness. That's most important. Right. So true, 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 true. No, just never lose sight of what, what makes you happy um, as a kid, you know, as, as, and you know, just as the pure Matt, you know, like who's. Always. born and raised and you know and just remember that guy just remember that guy i think most of the successful people man i'll be honest that i know don't never forgot their young self so true oh man yeah. it's so true especially because yeah. like your your youth like you you knew some things intuitively that before society kind of uh you know <laughs> started, you. yeah sorry started, yeah. started to kind of like messing with you um, right. But intuitively, as a child, especially because you're closer to birth, you know, your soul's right. fresh in this world. It, like, it knows some things. It knew what yeah. it was doing. It just had a few people on the way kind of distract you, you know. It's hopeful, you know. That's Very. the thing with being young. You know, when you when I see some of these young millennials, and, and they work with me, right? I, I work with a lot of young people um, in my crew, in my team. You know, I keep it youthful. We, so we, we're, we're finger on the pulse type of thing. They're always more optimistic. They're always willing to do things that, that like my, like not to say my manager, but people in my crew who are, let's say even my dad or, or other people, right. Are not willing. They're like, ah, that's not going to work. We tried that. You know, they're very pessimistic view. And the young are always like, dude, why don't we do this? And why don't we get like on top of the mountain and we'll just shoot it from the helicopter. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you guys are incredible, man. I like this. Cause I'm that guy. 
my I'm the Peter Pan in me is that guy. So I don't want to lose that. You lose that. You you're losing part of what could make you f- fulfilled. Is the word? It's it's true. There's a. Uh... There's just I, I watch um, from like different videographers to uh, content creators, photographers. I'm around like some of these content creators that are in their 20s. I'm like, I yeah. love it. I love it. They're like, they're like they're they you know they're like you're very Gary V. Where you like you? I was like, well, I grew up like with every platform from Napster to right. TikTok. So like, yeah, like that's also been my job, <laughs> like and everything that I've created and stuff. I was like, but but watching them create with limitless behavior is really cool and they i what i have found the connection is they just want they 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 don't want that boundary and when somebody older than them says fuck, right. fuck the boundary like there is no boundary like let me hear like you know but yeah. but then can bring a little bit of order to like how to make it happen absolutely oh That's man right. like yeah. forget yeah. it the combination is like we can do that i'm like we most certainly can do that i know who to call <laughs> well know? check this out that's what i did for my new video okay that's awesome. i had a videographer he's 23 or 22 um the whole team even the set designer they're all young guys the, the guys in my team like 21 man th- wait till you see this video like what we accomplished is Drake couldn't accomplish in this city. Like, I, I just trust me, wait for it. It's it's crazy. So, and it's because I gave them, you know, full creativity on what they can do, but I brought the experience and the maturity and the order yes. of what I know, you know? And so we, you know, and, and the, of course the connections of certain places and whatever. So the combination I think is incredible and I can't wait to show the world. No, I think that that that's so unbelievably important is like that's 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 where true bridging the gap kind of comes from because like everything that you've been through would have you behave differently to these youngins coming up and say right. like no no like I want to give you the wings to fly because like there uh, there were a lot of executives that they weren't giving me the wings. Right. And I knew what I was doing so like my goal is to let you like there's an intuition that you're playing with. My goal is to let that intuition fly so we can see what we can do with it. Exactly. You know. Um and which which uh video is that going to be for for which track the one you just launched? City of Lies. The yeah mission. man. Oof, I was I was bumping that actually on the way here. Man, that's a jam, bro. Like I I, yes. uh, I put up on my stories. I was like, oof. So that's a, <laughs> good, you, that's a good track, bro. I'm super excited about it, man. You have no idea. We just got our first uh, radio ad with Virgin Radio. Um, so, so like, because it's only been out uh, a week and a half. So, you know, it's looking positive. I'm, I'm pumped. And this is my first U.S. Uh, e-tour. So my first time promoting in the U.S. So this is my, I, people might not know me. So this is going to be great. Oh, hell yeah. By the way, I got a loyal audience, man. These guys, oh these, these people are amazing. They like, <laughs> like when wow. you post something on your wall, like I've had people like post like uh, from being on the show and yeah. I'll usually hit them up like, hey, it's out. Like, hey, go check out Carl. <laughs> and they just yeah. go and they're like, go? Carl, Incredible. like I love this. Oh, well, I, I hope to they the don't episode. think I'm crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> they, 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 I, they're, cause you're, we're all the same. Like we're all like, this is, uh, it's very, um, uh, the things that you've gone through, you know, the, right. the, the approach that you have. Um, and then the humble, there's a lot of humbleness in your confidence. Like it's a very cool right. combination. You know what I mean? I um, do you, do you still feel like an underdog? I mean, I guess does everybody kind of in an, in any industry, but we'll use the music right. industry, feel like an underdog because of like, unless they're Drake or Nicki Minaj, like, right. you know, that's right. or Cardi B or whatever I should say, like, it doesn't really right. matter. Like, is that, is that how I always do? Yeah. Yeah, always feel like the underdog. Love to be the underdog, um, and it's not only that. I've, I, for some reason, I still get stonewalled. I still get obstacles. I still get you know haters in the industry who want to shut certain things down. 
you know, this 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 industry is still a kind of a political one. You know, certain people that mess with you or fuck with you, other people's won't. You know, that kind of thing. So I'm not there. You know, I'm not at Drake level where I can just call any shots. I, I don't even think he sees himself as that. I don't because, think so. Yeah, I think you, I agree right? with you. Yeah, because because you can fall, man. You know, the king can fall, and that's the thing. And so that's well, you got to be careful. Well, so you got to know what you're doing. You got to still give your best. There's always someone else, Matt. There's I, this is what I tell my manager all the time. Even if I'm coming up with the best idea, best concept for the video, best concept for the song, there's always someone in my career that I've uh, that I've noticed that's coming up at the same time that has a similar idea as mine that yep. looks kind of like me that's doing there's always someone else so don't think you're high and mighty and i think that's part of the secret of my success well and then there's, there's also there's this fine line between the notoriety and the ownership over your creativity you know um which is why i'm a huge jay-z fan but like and I'll, but i'll give you an example like we look at drake and right. i wonder how everything you know business-wise is set up but then i look at russ and the man owns everything yeah and so when russ is pulling 20 a year 30 20 25 a year because of how he set everything up and did it his own way with like two right. other guys and now i mean now as a team but like you know but it, right. you know uh it's like do you want the drake notoriety or do you are you just happy with like, hey, I'm running my my create my creativity like a business. I've got my fans right. and I'm 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 business savvy set up. So right. like I think I yeah. think Drake now is set up that way. Yeah. I don't think it was at the beginning. Right. Uh, you know, with the young money or cash money or whatever yeah. you had. Yeah. But but right now with OVO and everything there, man. Yeah. He's he's a powerhouse, man. I mean, he's just it's unstoppable. Yeah. At this point, you know, as long as he wants to do it. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's one of those things, man. It's just lightning in a bottle. Right. Like, right. because we know, right. We know Drake, right. We were, I've got friends in common. We were all live in the same city here. Yeah. So he knows of me. We know we've seen each other a couple of times around, you know, so there's all these friends in common. So I see what's going on from the inside. You know, it's, uh, it's very similar to what we are doing, you know, which is staying humble, but strong headed about what we want to do and, uh, controlling our business. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, and you bring up a good point. It's like, no matter how, small or big somebody gets like there's still the haters like it's it's interesting you know uh when he when he dropped to see slide and like right. watching you know so many people like the thing goes number one and then like right. you read the comments of people and you're like right. yeah it's like at some point you're just gonna have to be like look you know what like the dude just keeps bringing out music it doesn't matter yeah. why how, how or how he does it like just appreciate his art dude <laughs> or don't or don't or and don't and don't say so, anything <laughs> right absolutely here one more thing so africa when i put that out it was it was on the cusp of when youtube started Oof. okay and and man i put that video out dude i had the haters of haters man i've never thought i would ever be hate because that behavior of hating that that concept didn't happen prior because people wouldn't we didn't have the internet so it right. wasn't like so exponential the first time that video came out and they were like, oh, you root Carl Wolf ruined classic, blah, blah, blah. Man, I had uh, millions of people hating at the same time. But the song went number one. I, I, it didn't make sense in my head. If you guys are all hating, then why is it number one? Because the more it's just like Trump, man, the more you hate, the more he's rising. <laughs> Everybody. That's just that's the way this world works, because you're polarizing. If you're in flatlining, you're gone. You know, that's unfortunately what's happening in this world you you can't be you got to be polarizing 
by 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 default, not on purpose, I think, or maybe on purpose. I don't. Know. Some people are skillful like that, but I didn't do it on purpose. That's for sure. Yeah, no, no. I mean, in that, and that's why I asked about the underdog because I feel like well, there's also an edge too. I feel that like that comes with um, you know, that kind of that underdog role of like it gives you a, a way, a, a technical advantage, a um, popular advantage. There's a lot of advantages that I think that come in there because it's like you're not paying close enough attention. Cool, because I know how to exploit those weaknesses because you're not seeing some of these things, which allows me to move differently. Right. And, and again, like a lot of people wouldn't think it, but Jay-Z was actually doing a lot of that behind the scenes. And most people right. did like, you know, like how he did like Armand de Brignac. He was like, no, nah, I'm not going to. Uh, no, I don't own it. I don't own it. Yeah, he does. But, you know, I don't own right. it. But it was sort of like <laughs> because he was like, if I put my name on a champagne, like that's not going to sell champagne. That's not like he's like hip hop doesn't sell champagne. He's like, I want like Louis Vuitton status, you know. And right, it, right. so it's like that you got to let like people just kind of think whatever, you know, whoever think whatever is the is the saying, right? Like it's like then they tend to miss the behind the scenes of like what's really happening and like how much more you can expand with with being an underdog. Do you do you agree? Like it kind of allows you to the room to to move differently because they're sometimes just not paying attention to the shit that they should be. Absolutely. Look, the way I see it is it's an organism. Business and success and all this stuff that we're talking about is a living breathing organism. And you have to maneuver according to what you're getting, you know? So some people can put out a single and go, boom, number one on TikTok, right? And then they have to maneuver their socials with, with Instagram. And they don't have no followers on Instagram, but they're killing on TikTok. How do you make the move, you know? So everyone's dealt a different card and or different cards. And you have to be able to constantly, constantly, by the way, keep moving with the punches. It's it's Think of it like a boxer, too. You got to duck, punch turn move pivot like i mean there's so many things in this business that i've noticed i've changed directions i've changed styles i've changed i mean i didn't stay stagnant i didn't keep making the same music you know uh, you can't survive that way time's changing so you got to change with it i love the boxing analogy i had one of the uh like world's first uh, female muay thai uh champions on and i love when she talked about her 20s versus her 30s and she's like when you when i was in my 20s because she, then she went into professional boxing and she's like when i was in my 20s i'd come out swinging like you just come out like doing everything and anything she's like and then eventually you you realize oh i better change my approach strategizing and yeah and everything starts talking about like no 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 no, don't don't jump out ahead now i'm like let that person <laughs> swing let them like you know dance with them for a few rounds tire them right. out and then tire boom you know and then you take them out and she's like but i had to learn patience i had to learn like you know how to stick and move i had to learn strategy i had to learn like um the other person's moves where their weaknesses yeah. like you start studying the game differently you know what's crazy though but on some level being the the, the newbie gave her that edge though like she won fights because of that yeah that, that that hustle at the beginning that energy so everything is meant to be a certain way Absolutely. you know kind of like me man I've, I've definitely changed throughout the years i'm definitely not giving the same kind of um strategies as we used to it was more i didn't care just let's go are you kidding me listen to this song are you nuts fuck it we're putting this out like that kind of energy to now listening a little bit and being like okay fine you guys are right because there's so much going on now it's a different time now man there's it is. so much congestion so it's good and bad there's so many songs there's so much crap that they're getting like on spotify's desks right like the, the editorial guys the edit the editors or whatever how are they going to make decisions on things so you got to really strategize at this point you know this is the time to do it yeah no you're, you're right i mean 
coming coming out and just been like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Right. And then eventually, um, you know, I, hustle, I think, gets you in the game. Um, sure. And so, I, like, I know I have hustle in several of my brands, but like I always say hustle is not um, hustle is the work that goes into everything in your life, not like uh, like the hustle porn that's out there. <laughs> it's like, you know, right. grind, yeah, grind, yeah. grind, grind, grind. It's like, no, no, no. Right, it's right, like yeah. it's right. about just you've got to be willing to do the work into the things that you, you know, you believe in. But I think hustle gets you in the game. But longevity is is definitely done by like the kind of the mastery of like this flow. Right. Is yeah. that's where like you kind of start learning strategies and approach and like now, nah, like let's let's observe let's listen let's like take notice of things let's make some moves over here let's prepare for where we're heading you know um not necessarily where we're at but act today i mean there's there's so so much that's what creates legendary statuses right there you know it's that constant ebb and flow of of seeing what the world is doing and and reacting to it and acting to it you know just adding to it punching here moving there all that is important man we never stop bro i'm telling you the, the moment we stop I'm going to go home and, and do something else. Like once we <laughs> stop this kind of boxing, you know, being in the ring, I guess. Yeah, well, and the funny thing is, is that there'll still be an evolution of that too. Like, True. you know, of businesses and ideas and things like that. Like I, I, yeah. I don't believe if you are constantly in your purpose and you're constantly in your creativity, um, you'll, you'll go until you die. There is no retirement. Right. There right. is no retirement. I, t- I, assume, I tell people sometimes my, one of my favorite lines, and I don't know if, I think 50 Cent said this, but. Uh, get rich or die trying, right? Right. right. He, that that is the answer. This is my quote. <laughs> you know, it's his quote, but it's I've, I've adopted it. What else are you gonna do? This is your dream. This is your passion. You're gonna sit down in the corner and cry and be like, oh, I should have become. I should have become. No, you're gonna go after it. What people are gonna hate? No problem. What are you gonna do? Stop me? Okay, then you won. Then I wasn't worthy. Right. But right. I'm. A, but I'm the best. I am worthy, and I'm gonna show you. And I'm going to prove it, even if it takes me forever. And if it doesn't happen, guess what? I'm dead anyways. And I left a legacy of, of all my hard work and everything that I've done. You left it all That's, in the field. Right. Yeah. Right. Pretty well, much. And, you know, and, and, the, and you already, you just said it right there. Worthiness starts inside. Like, if you know you're worthy, then you'll go for it. Um, exactly. And if you, and you'll be challenged about your worthiness along the way. Like, it happens. But if you know you're worthy, you'll go right. for it and you'll continue to keep going. That and, is another thing that you, great point you bring up. And I'll make this quick. A lot of people that I know, certain friends of mine who haven't, you know, a lot of people in my in my life growing up in high school, like with, in Dubai and whatnot, didn't become what they wanted to become, right? Certain people did it because their parents wanted them to do certain things or whatever, whatever the case may be. Those who did are very few. And this is, you're probably talking to one of them here. And then there's several few of, in my, in my school, at least, of best friends that I knew. Those other people didn't believe in themselves. I think that is key also. Believe in yourself. Know for sure deep inside that you're going to do this. This is what you're meant to do. And if you do believe it, there's nothing to stop you because it's all about the last man, woman standing. LGBTQ, whatever, any, whoever you are. Yeah. The last uh-huh. person standing mm-hmm. is the winner of, the, of that chapter. You know? Yeah. I, That's it. It's, it, you know. It's funny the the boundaries, and I get it. I get it. I empathize with people, but I don't enable them. I always let them know, like, listen, I get where you're at, um, but you got to move. They're like, I don't have yeah. the answers. I'm like, none of us do. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, I was like, the way I have the answers is because I move. I was like, just right. move. Like, and I, 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 and they go, but yeah, you seem you got this, you got that. I'm like, because I did this, it didn't work, and then I did this, and it worked, right. and then I didn't do this, and then I did this. Like, I was like. I right. didn't know what I didn't know until I knew what I now know. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. People tell me the same thing. They ask me the same questions. How, how did you make it? You know, some artists come, you know, new artists come to my studio and like, how did you do it? You know, you got all these man. I'm surrounded like almost like a tomb here. It's like a King King Tut's tomb. I've got gold platinum records plastered the, the whole studio. It's crazy. And and you're right. Sometimes I got to pinch myself and look around and and say, hey man, look what you've accomplished. It's hard to do that because you're always moving forward, right? We never move back. We never say, oh, look how cool I am. No, you're like, dude, you're not cool. Like, become cool. Let's go. You know, you got this. You know, it's never like, so unless you're done, you know, unless you're like, okay, I'm putting in my hat and whatever and I'm gone. Um, but so new artists come to me and, and say the same, how did you make it? Can you give me advice? And they're, you know, they, they lack confidence. And I think some of the confidence comes from, or the lack of confidence comes from the congestion. I feel bad for them because there's so much going on online. Oh my God. There's, dude, there's so <laughs> many young superstars on their freaking yachts with like fucking, Golf you know, Rolls Royces and <laughs> yeah. Dons. And I'm like, you're 20. How do you have all this? What is this? I mean, you, you, you lucked out on a stock or something? What's going on? It could be fake. It could be maybe real. Maybe you went into IT. Who knows? Right, right, but right. It, 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 it deflates the normal young person, man, thinking I'm not achieving what I should be achieving. You know, you, you know the- they, they have to turn off the noise. And that's something that I always suggest is like, right. listen, I'm like, you got to dial in like your soul and your creativity. And I well, I heard from an artist way, 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 way back when. Um, I remember when I was first involved in music, and I was like, "Man, did you hear the?" And I've said this before on a podcast. Like, have you heard the? Have you heard the the so and so new uh, album that just dropped? And he was like, "No." And I'm like, "Are you serious? Like, you're like the only one on the planet?" And I loved how he checked me. He was like, "I will get to it when I'm done with my album." And what? I'm like, "Well, what's going on?" And he goes, "Well, he's like Matt. Like, I can't let I can't let yeah. somebody else's energy." Um, yes. translate and influence my energy while I'm creating because Ooh, I know and I, well, it really was and I was like oh shit like I, I heard that at eight I think it was like about 17 18 years old and I never like I, I got it but I was like interesting he goes if um, I, I, I'm in I have people that influence me out in the world I love a lot of different artists but when I'm in my creativity mode I want to make sure it comes directly from my soul if I'm affected by somebody else and it, I don't want it to then their sound or any part of what they're doing, one, out of respect to them, but two, out of respect to my own work, that I won't try to play to something that's just being popular right now, but I'm playing to my soul. And I'm like, damn. No, <laughs> like, great. You know. I tell, I tell people around me all the time, you know, I've got, this is the thing with, with this industry as well or any business entrepreneur-wise, you always have the Monday morning quarterback guy or girl, you know, that'll tell you, hey, guys, Carl, what do you, shouldn't you do this? Maybe you should try this. Maybe you should talk. I'm like, dude, if you have platinum and gold records on your wall and you're telling this, if you're Chef Ramsay and I'm a, and I'm a cook, I'm listening to you. If you don't have that, shut the fuck up and leave. Don't give me <laughs> advice true. when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I've got 13 awards under my belt. I've got 20 platinum records. Don't give me some, and you've never done it in your life. Like, But there's a lot of those guys. D- watch out how you listen to those people because they don't know. If you don't know, if you're not Chef Ramsey, I'm not listening to you about my restaurant. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. The, uh, the famous <laughs> uh, um, don't take advice from anybody you wouldn't trade places with. You know, that's it. Kind of a, you know, exactly. it's like if they haven't done some things, it's like ah, I'm cool. I don't really think. But I there's a lot of people that do that. A lot oh, of friends yeah. of mine. That's the thing. A lot of friends. They're like, Carl, don't you think you should do reggaeton music? Don't you think you should do something reggaeton? Because that's what's hot right now. I'm like, yeah, just keep driving your truck. Like you're, you're <laughs> like you. I love you. Like I don't tell you what kind of wheels to put on that truck, bro. Like I love your truck. I th- I think you're a genius in your trucking, man. 
Why are you telling me about music? How do you know? How do you, yeah. what, what do you, what makes you know, you know? And that just sometimes could, could sway you if you're, you know, if you're, cause it, it affects you. Everything affects you. Your friends affect you. Your family affects you. Your parents telling you, Hey, what are you doing? That can affect you. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then the, uh, the, the glossy eyed glazed look of like, um, you know, I don't really get it. I don't really understand you. Like you don't have to. <laughs> you don't let me prove to. it just yeah. give me time you're like but let you still keep you. seeing growth you still keep seeing stuff like yeah but like what is it like you do i'm like listen like what do you what do you want to know sit down what do you want to know what what do you need <laughs> to understand and i'll i'll give you that but like uh, then i gotta go you know <laughs> exactly i just don't want people to be swayed by that because we, we do we do you know even if friends you know input on my career and on my music have affected me and for the worst, guys, mm. I, I, literally for the worst, only bad decisions have been made when when friends of mine have told me, try to this and try this. I'm telling you, some people have said, no, don't release that single. Nobody likes that. What about this song? It's amazing. Like a girlfriend, right? My ex-girlfriend. I love this song. It's amazing. Whatever. I'm, and I'm like, no, I'm releasing this single. It's, it, no, it's not good, Carl. Girls are not going to like it. They're not going to dance. To it. That affects you. So I put out the wrong sing single. It didn't do anything. Zero sales, yeah. man. I was, I was like, why don't I go with my gut instinct? What's going on here? Always, always, and always. that's, and that's why even, even in, in your whether your circle or your partner, there has to be that like their own um, that they are already operating off of their own intuition and know to allow like say hey like no you got to operate off your own intuition again. I keep bringing up like Michael Jordan didn't have to worry about Scottie Pippen. He knew that Scottie Pippen was just going to show up. He's going to miss some shots, but he's just like no, nah, I trust his uh, I trust his decision making. Do do what you do, Scotty. Like that's the people you need in your life. Including your partner, like where they just they just they just get it, you know. Completely where, agree with you. Where um, what, like so where uh, well, what do you got coming up next? Actually, let's talk about that first. What do you got coming up? You got the video dropping soon, right? So we just finished the tail end of our e tour, um, and now we start the Canadian e tour, and we started the U.S. e tour, which you're part of, which I appreciate. I'm honored. You, Am I first on the e tour list? Yeah, you're fourth or something. You know, it's it's been it's been a crazy couple of days, but it's all good. Yeah, but very. But that's still top five. <laughs> I'll take it, man. Are you get, listen? Even just to spend the time talking about all this stuff. Plus, I'm pretty quick. This thing will be out next week. Amazing, <laughs> so. amazing. No, this is this has been great so far. So, so the U.S. tour um, videos dropping next week. Um, I got the, um, another. So I dropped another remix today. Actually, the remix for City of Lies, which I is a deep that. house remix. You know, that. just uh, like one of my uh, uh, producers. He he put that together. It was really dope. Um, we've we're working. I mean, it all depends on quarantine vibes. But I've got the new single the, the album dropping um night of the wolf that's dropping in september so everything in the summer hopefully you know quarantine vibes we don't know what's going on but if they open up then i'll be touring the states hopefully by the end of the year if not we'll be doing it in 2021 oh uh, man well it when you do when you tour the states you let me know when? i'll be there right yes. there when it happens man you i can't a, wait it'll be it, my first time man you know we never like i've been i'm an it's crazy like i I've had a long career, right? But we've never really had a connection with the U.S. for some reason. I've never, this is the first time. And I don't know why it's happening now, but life is life. And that's, I'm excited. Well, I'm I'm in I'm based in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona, but I'm in LA oh, every nice. other, I'm in LA every other month. So if you get, obviously, if LA is on your list. Uh, Dude, I'm, ready uh, for this? Yeah. My, my brother, my brother's American. So he lives in San Diego. And he, we, my niece with with his wife, 
And they, her parents live in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, so, I, I'm not surprised. And they're there right now. They're in Arizona right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, I mean, Scottsdale's like, uh, it's like it paradise in the desert. It's like it's like Dubai in the desert. Not quite Dubai, but kind of like Dubai in the desert. Yeah, yeah that, a little Dubai bit. Dubai was a desert. That's what I grew up in. 50 yeah. degrees Celsius. Well, I don't know what Fahrenheit that is. Yeah, it's, it's about the same. It's about the same here at times, yeah, during the summer. But yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, I'm used but, to it. but you're always welcome here. And then also when you're here uh, in the States touring, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll come to a show, man. Absolutely. You just, Please. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll connect with you offline here in a minute, but um, but and where can everybody find everything online about you or your music or wherever they you know what give us give us all the goods? You got it. So Instagram is is my main thing. So Carl Wolf, um, so K A R L W O L F S at the end. So Carl Wolf's. Okay, that's on every handle, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok. It's all Carl Wolf's. So K A R L W O L F S. Awesome, man, brother. And then, uh, and then, um, website or tour information or right. album information, it's, anything like that. Absolutely. So www.carlwolf.com for my website. You can go to my um, Spotify page. Awesome. It's it's verified, so everything's verified. Just type in that Carl Wolf, and then you'll find everything. Um, go check out some of my older albums too. You know, listen to the new stuff, but go a little back just to kind of. You know, I've got 200 songs. I mean, you don't want to go that deep, but just listen to a couple. I think you'll enjoy them. I I, I will, but that's just me. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I keep uh, several computer screens on at the house, and I'll usually have Sweet. the uh, like you know Spotify in the background. Just like I'll put on a random mix. But uh, yeah, and I, I started going back into some of your stuff, man. I was like, this dude, this <laughs> is you know, this is some good stuff, bro. So Thanks, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, you, there's a few artists you remind me of, but I, I we're not. I'll, I'll save that. I'll Thanks. save that uh, until I continue yeah. listening more. But um. This is, Sweet. bro, I really appreciate having you on, man. Uh, I, I dig the 19-year-plus journey, everything that led up to before you even started it, and then also, like, just shedding a little bit of light, like, for anybody else that's out there. It's like, listen, like, we're, we have to do multiple things in multiple, um, you know, to make many things happen within something that we're really passionate about. And that, you know, listen, there's going to be a lot of obstacles along the way, but that doesn't matter like it's about you evolving in the thing that you love the most so i really respect and appreciate what you're doing i appreciate you matt thank you for this this was really fun yeah absolutely uh, sit tight for just one second but for everybody else listening make sure you check out carl wolf i mean you could just pretty much google him and he's like everywhere but at carl wolf's with an s on the end uh and you guys will see him on instagram and every other platform uh and on uh on facebook on tiktok um go to carlwolf.com and uh he's he's out there man like reach out to him like connect i always tell the audience like these people are real like interact with their Absolutely. content download their content dm them be like hey i heard yeah. you on hustle separately or like i'd Matt, love that i'd love know. that let me you know what because it's my first time interacting with you know people in the united states for my music this could be really fun i mean hit me up say what's up tell me what you feel you know what i mean like Let's get a let's get a rapport going. <laughs> oh man, the day it launches, uh, you and I will we'll do it together. And I like I want everybody listening right now. Like I'm going to hit all of you up because you guys are always you know listening and you always let me know. I'm gonna actually hit you all up on on Insta and be like, yo, go, 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 go right now. Listen to this episode. Go hit up Carl like ASAP. Sweet. Yeah, absolutely, Sweet. man. I got you. Um, so I appreciate you. Sit tight one second for everybody listening. Check out Carl Wolf. For myself, Matt Gossman, for the Hustle Sold separately, we appreciate you. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for all the ratings and reviews, by the way, and helping us get to 4 million downloads. Plus, I don't know, we're, we're above that now, but like uh, that's just the benchmark I'm using. So it really means a lot, uh, and uh, I appreciate and love all of you guys. We are out.